This conference is all about bringing together that powerful triumvirate, people, capital, and ideas. In 2015, the Paris Climate Accords set the target of limiting global warming to well below two degrees. To reduce the disastrous effects of climate change, we need a whole economy approach. Business, government, and finance working together, taking swift action to reduce emissions, supporting and championing the innovators in cleantech, promoting leadership that sees decarbonization as an opportunity, an opportunity for innovation, an opportunity for global collaboration, an opportunity to build a better world for the future generation. The people here today, the people driving this change. Welcome to Innovation Zero. Okay, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Innovation Zero. Welcome to the Industry Forum today. My name is Will Joyce. I'm chairing the, the Industry Forum today. I'm the technical lead for industrial decarbonization at UKRI. And I'm delighted to welcome so many industry leaders here today as panelists, as moderators, and also as delegates to our, to our session. So we really have got a, a packed agenda. I'm looking forward to hearing um, all the discussions today. So I think that the rapid realization that decarbonization needs swift and urgent action means that industry really is at the forefront of innovating to net zero. The UK is leading the way with a with the first major economy to legislate for net zero emissions. We have a legally binding target to achieve that by 2050 when we amended our Climate Change Act in 2019. So we're perfectly placed to become world leaders in the energy transition as the growing global market develops at pace this decade. We're already seeing major advances in carbon capture and storage, our twin track approach to hydrogen production, renewable energy generation, both onshore and offshore, green, green aviation um, and ships, and a new advanced uh, nuclear power, green finance, and also innovation. And today we'll hear from leading experts across all of these uh, fields. So imagine how a green industrial revolution could transform life across the United Kingdom. So you could cook your breakfast using hydrogen, before getting in your electric car from batteries that were produced, that was charged and produced in the UK. This could be from clean power, from offshore wind farms, from nuclear plants, or from large-scale hydrogen production. And we can use this energy to carry on living our lives, running our cars, buses, trucks, and planes, heating our homes whilst also keeping our bills low. And to the extent that we do still emit carbon, uh, we'll pioneer a new industry are dedicated to its capture and storage where it belongs in the North Sea and Irish Sea, stored under the ground in perpetuity. So all these ambitions will be propelled by doubling down on the UK's expertise in green finance and also innovation. So together, we must deliver the promises of the Paris Agreement. We must drive progress towards a global net zero, keeping emissions below one and a half degrees above those pre-industrial levels before our first industrial a revolution. So just a couple of housekeeping points before we start the session today. There are no fire drills planned. Uh, please make your way to the nearest exit. Please keep your mobile phones on silent. And uh, um, also, uh, I need to mention our gold uh, sponsor today, OCP. Thank you very much for, for sponsoring the industry forum today. So without further ado, I'd like to invite our first speaker to the stage. Please welcome me and please welcome Colin Tatum. Director of Net Zero at Innovate UK KTN. 
Holland's responsible for programs in net zero, sustainable industries across a wide range of sectors. Colin holds a PhD in material science, is a chartered engineer, fellow of the IOM3, and he's perfectly placed to deliver our keynote speech today. So thank you, Colin, over to you. Thank you, Will. Barely recognize myself there with that description. So I think considering the shape of the rest of this session, now I'm here to very much cover off the basic elements of what this might look like. I also want to talk you through Innovate UK's approach to net zero, how we can accelerate innovation and, and take the best opportunity from creating this green industrial revolution. I think for those of you who don't know who Innovate UK are or why we exist, we're the UK's innovation agency. So we exist to accelerate business-led innovation. And we're here to, to uh, deliver through that innovation an economy that is more productive, increased levels of health and well-being for all, and access to opportunities for all. So that's who Innovate UK are. So net zero, I think we've heard, you know, we use language like the climate crisis, climate emergency. The usual play on words here would be an existential threat. You know, there's plenty of doom-laden phrases as to what our future would look like if we don't do anything. I think we are doing things and we're clear and indeed much clearer around the things we need to do to translate this threat into an opportunity. And within that word opportunity is the root of the green industrial revolution that we're here to talk about today. So we know we're heading for climate disaster. If we don't do anything, if we continue on our current path, the one and a half degrees that we've heard mention, we know that in reality in the next few years, we are going to hit that point. And I think we know from the experts, from the science that some of us will have heard yesterday, that in all likelihood, we're going to overshoot that point. So this is happening. This is really happening. And I think, yeah, not to be deterred, we're going to bounce through that 1.5 in all likelihood. There's a chance for us to recover. But what are we doing here in the UK? Well, as Will said, we know our government was the first to pledge to be net zero by 2050. And that pledge is legally binding. We know world leading, well, leading nations around the world have done the same. I think over 90% of the global GDP represented now has committed legally to net zero targets. But the UK's strategy for net zero is that we're world leading in ending our contribution to climate change. But through that mission, turning that mission into an opportunity for our economy, for our society, um, at a scale that we haven't seen, well, probably since the first industrial revolution. So that's the mission. I must remember to flick through the slides. Okay, so we hear a lot about speed. We hear a lot about pace. And we hear a lot about more. More, faster, please. So we know time is against us. We know we can't carry on just doing the same things we've always done in the ways we've always done them. So we know, and we're developing new clean energy, new clean technologies, new approaches for better resource circularity. We have to innovate. That's the message. And the time to act is now. A lot of the changes, a lot of the implementations we need to make to stick to our pathway for net zero by 2050, they have to be done this side of 2030. So this is a critical decade 
and it isn't any longer a decade, there's seven years left, maybe a bit longer, I haven't quite worked it out. But what I have worked out is 2030 can feel like it's long enough away to some of us, but it is uncomfortably close. I think for every month we let slip by, that's between one and one and a half percent of our available time to make a difference lost. And we know how quickly we get to the next Friday and we know how quickly those months are disappearing. So the time to act with confidence and with decisiveness is absolutely now. So net zero is everybody's business. I think when we're talking about opportunity in the economy, I think we can automatically drop into competitiveness mode. And there is certainly an element of that. But this is quite fundamental and it is a race against time. So we're, we've got talent and capability and skills and resource to deploy as the UK, but we can't do it alone. We have to do it as a human race. We have to do it as the world. So this is a race against time. It's not a race against each other. And at the end of the day, we'll either all come about out of this in a more positive, assured place, or we'll all lose. So we'll only succeed together. One thing that's really important is the power of connections. That's one thing we do at Innovate UK KTN. So we absolutely need to connect challenge through to capability. We need to connect those problems through to technologies and solutions. We need to connect opportunity through to finance and investment. And we need to build those progressive partnerships, not just in the UK, but overseas, because it's through those that will make a difference. And that's why events like the one we've had today and yesterday are so powerful in catalyzing those connections and, and future collaboration. So when I look at Innovate UK and our approach to net zero, how did we go about working out what that approach would look like? Well, a, a huge amount of good work had already been done. We've got the net zero strategy from the government, Build Back Greener, lots of reference within there to green industrial revolution and the opportunities that lie within that transition for the UK. There's a great piece of work by the team over at Committee on Climate Change in the shape of the sixth carbon budget. There's also the UK net zero research and innovation framework that we took into consideration. And more generally, published by then Bayes is the, the UK innovation strategy and Innovate UK's response to that was our plan for action for UK business innovation that we call building the future economy. So our vision, so our vision is that the UK prospers from being the fastest transitioning economy to net zero. It's an easy thing to say. It's a difficult thing to do. It's perhaps a difficult thing to believe. And, you know, some people may look at that and think, well, yeah, it sounds good, but, but I think I'll come on to the element of belief later. You know, there's a real chance that we can genuinely do this. And I think if we harness innovation, we're smart about what we do and we're pragmatic about what we do, we can prosper and we can be the fastest transitioning economy to net zero. So across everything we do at Innovate UK, we use this approach, inspire, involve and invest. And in the net zero context for inspire, we need to make that opportunity visible and compelling. What does that future economy, that future net zero economy really look like? And what benefits will it deliver for us 
and our sustainable futures. We need to inspire people to recognise that you know, we have to innovate to make that happen. The involve is a big piece. You know, net zero, it's not just this small department over here and we can go and talk to a few people and make that happen. It's complex. The number of moving parts, the number of stakeholders that all have to intermesh in some kind of progressive, coherent way to drive maximum pace in our progress um, is quite staggering. So that smart involvement is really important. And in investing, I mean, at Innovate UK, we're investing, we're convening our resources in terms of people, talent, time, money. But I think for net zero, you know, we need to see a shift in the game. We need to present that compelling picture to drive some increased capital flow into the things that will make net zero happen. That's the slide you should have been looking at. <laughs> so when I, um, well, when we looked at our plan for action as our response to the UK's innovation strategy, we looked at our future economy. The future economy is going to look very different if we're going to enjoy the same or better levels of security, resilience, success as we do today. I think within this context, our work is going to be delivered through three domain priorities. I mean, I'm not sure how legible that is to you, but net zero is highlighted um, on the left. That's one of our dom domain priorities. We've also got healthy living and agriculture, digital and technologies. I mean, these aren't silos. Obviously, agriculture is relevant to net zero. We need digital and tech to enable net zero. But these are how we're kind of mobilizing our programs um, to drive progress in these areas. So these are critically underpinned by strategic themes and our strong foundations. One thing we hear a lot about and we heard a lot about yesterday is government levers. Now, how do we ensure that our policy, that our regulation, that things like standards, you know, aren't standing in the way and aren't just neutral to this, but are positively encouraging and facilitating um, the development and the adoption of scale of the, the technologies that can help to make a difference. I'm not going to go through all of these, but strong foundations. You know, we're well positioned. We know we've got a fantastic science and technology research base here in the UK. We need to make best use of that. We recognize the importance of place. We've got regional capability, we've got regional industrial clusters, we've got science and technology and those things working together. Those things come into play too. So our net zero framework on the right are the headings within which we will drive our programs. I guess I should start with the more obvious circle on the left. You know, where are the current UK emissions coming from? Where is there that imperative, that absolute imperative to decarbonize? whilst driving an opportunity for the UK. And we know it's from agriculture, we know it's from transport, buildings and industry and the subsectors within those. So for our net zero framework, we're working under the headings of heat, make and use, mobility, power, agriculture and food. Busy slide here under the, the heading of strategic delivery plan. So the first point to make about this slide is that there is a plan. There's a plan that takes us from 2022 to 25. I don't know if you can, but if you can scan that QR code, that will take you to the document if you want to read it. So we'll focus our programs in these net zero thematic areas that I've mentioned in power, 
in make and use, in mobility and in heat. But there's also the underpinning areas like green finance, critical materials, available, availability of materials that we might not have had the blessing to have naturally within our shores. There's net zero living, how we develop new products and services that transform where we live and where we work into net zero places. And the principles there, now they, we have to be careful and we have to be smart about how we deliver this transition. So it has to be just and it has to be fair. So we will look at those things, at broader sustainability, angles, resilience, supply chain, circular approaches, the list goes on. So we looked, this is a document. Again, there's another QR code there to scan if you want to read the document. This was our net zero review at Innovate UK. So before or in parallel to looking forward, we thought, well, you know, net zero sustainability isn't a new thing. Let's take a look at all the things we've done since 2015 that are net zero relevant. What have we invested in and what difference has that made? We produced that report, we published it at COP27 last year, and we've looked at the value of our investment and the value that can be directly attributed to the, um, to the activities that, that we've delivered and invested in. So that's 1.9 billion of net zero grants awarded, 4.8 billion of private investment leveraged by the companies that have received a grant in that timeframe, 67,000 jobs created from the companies who received net zero grants. And in 2020 alone, 190 billion pounds worth of exports by grant recipients and a further 10 billion invested in that year from the private sector from those grant recipients. So that was the look back, looking 15 years into the future and beyond. I didn't want to say that last bit. When I did a bit of a practice, it all sounded a bit too Toy Story. But we did look 15 years to the future and beyond that. I've mentioned the four areas. I'm, I'm not going to go through these slides in detail, but we looked 15 years and beyond in power. We looked at electrification. We looked at the potential for hydrogen, nuclear, where carbon capture features in these systems, place and the systems themselves. So these are possible and likely scenarios that we can respond to now. But we know every part of our economy will need those new energy vectors to fuel those vehicles, to heat those buildings, cool those buildings and power industry. And that, you know, this cuts across the entirety of our decarbonisation effort. And it's also an area where we can succeed, but we can also successfully potentially export our capability to other nations who are also on their net zero journey. We've got heat, we've got 30 million buildings in the UK, 28 million homes, 2 million non-residential. We heat them by gas. We use a huge amount of energy, increasingly so, on cooling them. So how do we um, deliver net zero against that heat heading? So we've got to look at technologies. Heat pumps are the obvious one to look at. Retrofit, refurbishment, um, whatever R word you'd like to use. Now, there's there's technology element here, but there's also the element of how we make consumers make smart choices in what they do next for their homes. And we need models that will make that affordable and compelling for those people who, who are refurbishing those homes for the future. 
maker news. We manufacture in the UK. We know that we've got to make that manufacturing net zero. We've also got to use that manufacturing to make things that are net zero. And some of those things that we make will be the things that make us net zero. So we know we've got to be technologically advanced. We know we've got to be resilient and responsive. We've got to build resilient uh, uh, supply chains for the materials that will, will enable that sustainable future for manufacturing and the products that we make. And mobility, electrification again, digitization. So I'm just going to hurry up a bit now. But those are the headings that we will work within under mobility. So penultimate slide, where do I start? I'll start on the right. I'll start on the right. So these are the pathways within the six carbon budget, the abatement options or must-dos that will take us through a balanced pathway to net zero by 2050. So we, we've spoken a lot about science and tech and business and making that happen. The list on the left is the fundamentals. You know, innovation isn't just about science and tech. We've got to be innovative in terms of how we design for societal need, how we drive those behavioral shifts, how we make these different futures compelling for the people who live in our society. Business models is in there. Investment, we've got to drive a significant shift in private sector capital flow into net zero things. I've mentioned policy and regulation already, and I think everything I've been talking about is sectors, systems, and technologies. So before I, this sounds like the end, but the thank you is thank you for continuing to listen to me for another two minutes. But just a couple of personal reflections. We hear a lot about speed and it's easy to become numb to that, but we've got to, we've got to retain that sense, that genuine sense of urgency. There's been a great quote recently, which is this mustn't be the decade for debate. You know, we can't be perfectionist around all of this. We can't procrastinate around all of this. We've got to be pragmatic, got to have constructive pragmatism, and we've got to work at pace. That's point number one. Point number two is the behavior change. We've got to shift human behaviors and shift them at scale. You know, I don't have all the answers, but the question is, how do we use innovation to accelerate those behavior change? And the third thing is belief. I think, um, you know, back to the Innovate UK vision where we're going to be the fastest transitioning economy to net zero. Let's, let's start to believe that. We can be good, I think, at a nation as putting ourselves down and saying, yeah, but. But let's remember we're good at this stuff. We've got a great science technology play, uh, base. We're good at innovation. We've got strong industrial ambition and capability. So let's remember how good we are. Um, drive our belief curve. I think you'll hear from some of the panels, some people who are actually doing this for real and will share their experience. So let's have some belief and take some action to make this happen in the short term. Thank you. To register your interest in attending, exhibiting, sponsoring, or speaking at Innovation Zero 2024, please go to www.innovationzero.com. We look forward to meeting you at Olympia in London on the 30th of April and the 1st of May 2024.